I absolutely love this gospel passage. And just so you know, I chose to just stick with the shorter version of today's gospel uh, rather than the, on the heels of this, we would have also had the whole story of the prodigal son. And it's not that I don't like that story of the prodigal son. It's just for um, a little respect for some time. I got a lot of stuff going on during this Mass. And I don't want to be cut short with what I want to say. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure you know that story. And I don't want you to forget that story. Because it's incredibly important to our understanding of who it is that we're meant to be. And what I really, as I listen to this gospel, every time I hear this gospel, it sits there and I remember uh, the words of... Um, it was Father Gregory Dewar from Mount Angel Abbey. He was my formation, my junior master when I was a monk. And uh, he would later become abbot and um, says since retired. But he would use this particular gospel passage over and over again to make a point, a very important point. He would say that one of the best and shortest homilies ever given, and you will not get a short one today, he would say, was given by a scribe and a Pharisee. This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. Now, the scribe and the Pharisee were making this as a complaint. They were making this statement from a, from a position of righteousness where you know, they were used to standing and sitting in a place where they were really working hard through their particular efforts to live out the law of God as best they possibly could. They were clearly doing it well enough that they had the capacity to look down on others who were not. And as Jesus found himself meeting with sinners and eating with them, Tax collectors, prostitutes, probably well, those guys he chose as his disciples, a bunch of rowdy fishermen. They would be looking at him and wondering, why? What are you doing? And Father Gregory would always point out, this is who he was. This is who he is. He still wants to meet with the sinner and eat with them. And he wants the sinner to come into his doors, to sit down at his table, and to be with him. This is what he wants. And as we sit there, we... we, we, we contemplate this story, this beautiful, beautiful stories of mercy, God's mercy, so many of us can relate with that prodigal son. So many of us can relate to the lost sheep. I've heard it over and over again as I meet people in different situations. Oh, Father, I'm one of the lost ones. Right? And then there's, you know, and over and over again, I sit there as we, we share these stories, we talk about, you know, no, I'm one of those, I'm that lost one, or I was that prodigal son. You know, I was the one who did bad that, you know, Jesus came and wrapped his arms around me and put the ring on my finger and threw a party. I'm that guy. And I love that story. And all of that is true. And this, these, these parables are being addressed 
to the scribes and the Pharisees complaining. But as I was, I was reflecting with this and thinking about Father Gregory and why he was using this story over and over again to a bunch of monks, wasn't just for us to sit there and remember that, ah, oh, there's hope because God is merciful and he's going to love me even though I'm so messed up. But these stories of mercy have to be combined to his will and his desire for his disciples. For the ones that he chose to come out of the boat. Like St. Paul, the one who was the blasphemer, the persecutor, the arrogant one, killing Christians and imprisoning them. Him, who he would then sit there and touch with his love, would show him his mercy, would reveal to him his purpose. And having that revealed to him, he would become a totally different person. One who, like the Lord, the Good Shepherd, like the Father sitting there waiting for his son's return, would he himself would no longer seek to persecute, but to find, to seek out, to, like Jesus Christ, be the one who himself is going to look for the sinner. He himself is going to celebrate the finding of the lost sheep. That he himself, who is going to throw a big old party when he finds that lost coin. What this gospel also reminds us of, and Deacon Mike said it at the 845 Mass so, so beautifully, he says it calls us to a courage that sits there and says, once we are, yes, we are that one who has done wrong, who has, has you know, taken just all of our father's wealth and gotten, you know, misused it, on our return to that father, being embraced by that father, having experienced the party, like St. Paul, having experienced that divine kiss from heaven, would then, like St. Paul, become emissaries of mercy. People who ourselves would find ourselves not being uncomfortable, but being, having a sense of being sent to being amongst the, the sinners and the rowdy ones from time to time. To meet with them, to eat with them. That's not just the role of Jesus Christ. That's the role of a disciple whom he said, Follow me. And that means there too. To sit there and have words and to be that presence. So that what if? What if you're in that situation, and I've been there many times, where I'm sitting there and I'm in that conversation, it could be on an airplane, it could be in a pub, it could be at the beach, where that awkward, crazy moment comes and goes, so 
Why are you so happy? What do you do for a living? I never lie. Part of me kind of likes the response. <laughs> Sitting in my shorts, no shirt on, with a beer in my hand. What do you do for a living? I'm a Roman Catholic priest. Ooh. <laughs> oh. They can't really look at me the same way after that. They usually, those are the ones that you say, well, Father, I'm one of the ones that got away. I'm one of the ones that got away. And what's so cool, what I get to say, well, today you've been found. I've been in situations where people will sit there and say, yeah, Father, I haven't been to church in a long, long time. Yeah, I know. But today the church came to you. Here we are. Right now, we're church. That's not something that only I can say. That's something that all of us at our particular levels can say. Every single one of us who's been touched by the mercy and the love of Jesus Christ and been changed can sit there like St. Paul or like myself being recipients of intense, incredible mercy can have a message of welcome, a word of hope, and a sense that we're not disconnected, brother or sister. We're here for each other. That's a message that every single one of us can have in our own particular states of life. It might not look like me, with, you know, not everybody can say I'm a priest. But every single one of us can give a reason for our hope. And as Deacon Mike said in that homily, to have enough courage, to have enough courage that after being touched by the mercy and intense love of God, to have enough courage to allow ourselves to act to act as that changed person out there. Out there. Where we might find ourselves elbow to elbow, eyeball to eyeball, with one of those sinners, a tax collector or a prostitute, someone who just isn't getting it and is reaping all the benefits and pain of it. We might be looking at them, and if you're wondering, what does that person need? They need what we have. Never forget that part of the story. Yes, we've all been touched by God's incredible, lavish mercy, but having received it, we got to share it too. We can't keep it for ourselves. So my brothers and sisters, let us grow to have enough courage. Let ourselves be touched. And having been touched, let us go forth loving, following, and indeed, 
having a word of hope and mercy for those who need to hear it the most. You might be the one God sent. Don't look for another.